Oh, all right. Everybody, welcome back to another delightful episode of the Golf Guy podcast. I am your host, Kyle Serlo, joined by my good friend and co-host, Mr. Jess Stemak. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, I have not been able to do this since April. So I'm just going to open with the fact that we are coming into a brand new podcast and the most recent winner in professional golf is a man by the name of Tiger Woods Boat. Does this feel familiar? Does this feel f- just what what are your feelings knowing that Tiger is the best golfer in the world for this week? Yeah, that was uh good to good to hear from you again, Kyle. Yeah, yeah, that was that was awesome. Uh he um when they you know they had he had the seven holes and uh kind of a auspicious start. Uh wasn't what do I mean I know he wanted to just come absolutely drop the hammer. Uh, it took him a couple holes to get started, but uh, God, he finished smooth and just looked <laughs> looked so confident. It didn't. He looked more confident coming on the stretch than he did at Augusta. Um, mm-hmm. That was it's so cool. And for most of the tournament, it was prime time. Came on at seven o'clock local time. Uh, unbelievable the amount of rain that course had, dude. And they were able to recover. The 140 yard uh, par four, gotta like that. That'll help the scoring average yes. in the part, the uh, par four scoring numbers. <laughs> but uh, now that and the hey, did you did you watch any of it? I did. I, I, okay. I did watch uh, most of the final round and a half, or I guess you know for rounds three and four. But yeah, it was. Uh, dude, I, I love golf in prime time. It's it's so great. So, oh. <laughs> I'm I'm catching myself, and I'm like, how have they never talked about? There being two greens for every hole. And I'm like, well, you're an idiot, Jess. This is the first PGA Tour event in Japan. But I thought that was super cool. Two different types of grass for all seasons. (laughs) I mean, uh, a little bit of money. But, dude, that course looked so sweet. It looked awesome. Yeah, I think. (laughs) Golf course looked sweet i mean which is weird because it you know me being kind of the uh the architecture you know snob and kind of dork or whatever you, a lot of times you know all the people that know stuff about this golf course architecture stuff tell you that golf courses with trees on both sides are kind of boring and wider no that golf course looked awesome i i, I it doesn't even matter you know, the multiple greens everywhere the beautiful trees fuck, it was so green and lush out there man it was just a really cool place to watch the pros play and uh Tiger Woods, I mean, if you were able to give Tiger some truth serum and you asked him before this tournament started, Tiger, what do you honestly feel like you're going to do this weekend? I After the way I don't he know, played man. that after the way he played in that skins game? Yeah, exactly. That's what, that's like, what I'm saying. I think he might have treated that skin like obviously that's chump change to him, but he I mean, all those guys look terrible. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so all true. those guys look like they were coming off a 9-week layoff. That was Really bad golf. It it was not great. No, no, really bad. <laughs> but uh, from the best players in the world. Did you watch? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I guess before we jump back into Tiger winning his eighty second career tournament, do, do do you have any thoughts on that skins game beyond the fact that nobody played well? <laughs> like I, that, that would, that's all I'm taking away from it. Uh, <laughs> the rugby players on the whole. The uh, I was. Uh, Boy, I I get it. It was the you know the rugby finals, but whew, I got that as a big swing and miss. <laughs> ring it, ring them up. Oh, it's just too bad they didn't play a little better. Because honestly, I still kind of liked. I, I just liked seeing I still some of the world's it. best players. I, I know I mean, you still watched it, but it's I, not like I was going to switch to <laughs> switch to. <laughs> you were going to watch. You were going to watch the rugby world cup. No, <laughs> I I don't know. Just just seeing them play a different format, I thought was. Uh, interesting enough to hold my just yeah they played like garbage but um i don't know do you think do you think tiger plays as well and wins this tournament without the little skins game to get kind of get him loose and get him warmed up uh probably yeah just because he's tiger um (laughs) that was probably just his sponsors going hey tiger you got to do this and he's to the point in his career now where he's like all right let's do it let's let's do what we can to grow the game and help the reputation and, uh, you know, look like I actually, uh, 
care about these young kids. Yeah. Oh, it's phenomenal. Actually, so that that uh, that's a great segue here. Uh, here's a quote from a st- uh, a piece that was penned by Bob Herrig of ESPN. Uh, article goes, "Quote: The journey to Japan was ostens- was ostensibly about fulfilling corporate obligations, participating in a ma- made-for-TV exhibition, and getting in some reps following knee surgery and physical challenges that dogged Tiger Woods throughout the summer. Nobody, including Woods, if he's honest." Was thinking about a victory, or a record-tying one at that. I mean, bam! There you go. I mean, he's there, you know, helping people get paid, and he just happened to win a golf tournament, boat. Just, uh, I mean, it might have helped mentally. You know, it's, he probably didn't have any expectations. And the best player of all time, like sometimes it happens. You know, after a long layoff, you come out and the swing just feels good, and you play a hot hand. Shooters are going to shoot. And the way he was hitting that golf ball, that little hold-off fade, eliminating the entire Monday, he had a lot of misses left. Mm-hmm. But it looked like, obviously, he took care of it um, because he was hitting that little hold-off fade, even in the pins where it was on the left, and he's starting to left of the target, and he's fading at 10 yards. Yeah, um, that was, And that's what the announcers were talking about. If he can eliminate one side of the golf course and roll the rock like he did there, oh, my goodness. <laughs> He's never yeah. been able. Well, you know, recently if, if he, he hasn't been able to. He's had the two way miss, which has killed him. Right. You know, he's had the late and under, uh, where he just drops his shoulder and the thing just starts right of, right of everything. And then he's had the quick flip, and it's just uh, if he can eliminate left, that's what the good ones do, man. They they got a one way miss and they play to their strengths. And um, boy, that was. It's not like those other guys. I mean, <laughs> there's some pretty good players following him. Did you see? Uh, obviously Tom Lewis did the post run interview and he goes, so did Tiger Woods, uh, the player impressed Tiger Woods, the captain. And he goes, I think, uh, I think the captain probably was a little bit impressed by the player <laughs> in, in third world, uh, God. third word. God. And then so I guess fantastic. he was joking with, um, Woodland like, uh, yeah, yeah. We were both talking about how we, we, we both needed to play well because we both needed a pick. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was I thought that was fantastic. Oh man, that is phenomenal. I I love the text you sent me. Does Tiger Woods make one of his assistant captains? Yeah. <laughs> I mean Wait, he, I mean I think he calls I think he calls LeBron and he goes, So how'd you organize that whole announcement thing? I think I, <laughs> I've, that went so well, I think I want to do that. Oh, LaFraud. God, oh, so LaFraud. Oh. LaFraud went no headband tonight. Did he really? And he is just riding Anthony Davis like Seabiscuit. Oh. He, uh, boy, he's, God, he's such a fraud. He can't let anybody know that he's becoming more of a LaFraud in his old age. I really liked it last game. His eight-inch thick headband was coming loose, and it was uh, messing with his um, implants. And AD, like, was he had his back. He's like, yo, bro. Yo, yo, your headband. He's like pointing to his head, and LeBron immediately like messed around with his headband. Nice. I just uh, I thought that was great. As a bald man, just get an adult haircut, LeBron. It's That's... okay. Shave it. Michael had no hair. Let's get it on. It, it is. I mean, little... He's got a goofy shaped forehead, like like I do. But I mean, it's you got to embrace it. You got to own it, man. You got to. You have to own it. Otherwise, you're going to be doing on, things on like a side note. Doctors and scientists will just wait. Cancer and baldness, just do the right thing. Yeah, thank you. LeBron, please. Just just do the right thing, doctors yeah. and scientists. I mean, what do you go to school for if you can't cure baldness? Well, speaking of like kind of, you know, baldness, you know, on, on a LeBron-like level, uh, but back to Tiger Woods. I, what, yeah. what, what do you think about this from Ian O'Connor of ESPN? You ready for this? Yeah. In his healthy prime, Tiger Woods was Mike Tyson in a red shirt and slacks. He arrived at the tee box as if he were stepping through the ropes and into the ring, where cowering, wide-eyed opponents all but prepped themselves for the knockout. Woods is no longer that heavyweight champ who rules through intimidation. He still has muscles, yes, but they don't look as foreboding as a ball on a balding man made vulnerable by age, gravity, surgery, and the disclosure of his own personal failings. And yet, a diminished Woods can still win golf tournaments. Here's here's my response to that. Um, I think it it 
it goes from young in shape, full head of hair tiger. Well, you never had a full, a little bit of hair tiger <laughs> to, uh, listen up everyone. Uh, I got a nice little patch, nice little circle in the back now. Uh, this here is called old man strength. Come and get some. Uh, he's just so fucking good, man. It's, it's like, uh, God, when he's on, it's fun to watch, dude. He's just so cool. God, he's walking in putts. It's just, I mean, he always did that, but I mean, when he walked in at 19, I was like, oh, get some. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. The crazy thing is, man, it's it's so crazy how good his irons are. I think it was uh, Sean Martin of PGATour.com. I think he had, actually, you know, all right, I pulled it up right here. So uh, Sean Martin from PGATour.com said, uh, you know, talking about whether Tiger can win more based off what he did this weekend. And he yeah. said uh, he has to lean on decades of experience instead of a marathon range session day after day. You know, he can't outwork yeah, the that's competition. Yeah, that's what he said. That's right. what he said. You know, he's yeah. like, I can I can still think my way around the golf course. And it's like, well, you were clearly the best at doing that. Well, you're, just winning, you're winning by a couple now instead of 10 and 8. Exactly, exactly. He can, you he can I mean? still outthink even if he can't outpractice everybody. He said his length no longer separates him from the competition but his iron game still does. He hit 76% of his greens last week, ranking third in the field. He was first in putts per green hit, which shows that he was hitting it close and rolling it well enough to convert. Oh, he's, he hit it great. No, he, he's by far the best iron player of the shot link era, gaining 1.1 strokes per round with his approach play throughout his career. Jim Furyk is a distant second, averaging 0.7 strokes gained per round. Woods hits his approach shots high, low, and can curve them left and right. Still, perhaps the best ball striker on the PGA Tour. Love it. I mean, like, I mean, that's the thing about it. He's got he's got all the experience, and he can hit all the shots. As, as long as he can still do that, and he's not and he's not breaking. Uh, I mean, he's, yeah, he's, got, he's got a thing. chance, man. He's got a I chance. Mean, I want to see if uh, he's he's got to be locked for the Presidents Cup now. There's no way. I mean, yeah, come on, how, Tiger. How, how do you Tiger, win that tournament the, and not the go? Competitor. Um. Woodland looked good too. I think I, I think you got to pick Woodland, great. The, the 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 reigning uh, U.S. Open champ. I think that's a no brainer. Okay, well let, let's if, just, let, let's just jump into Presidents Cup here real quick. I, okay. Did I see something that said that Brooks is having left knee trouble and he may bow out? He may not be participating in the Presidents Cup. Did I did I read that correctly? Probably. I so, mean, he's a, he's such a competitor. I, it's early. It's early. It's what are we? 29th here. Favorite number. Um, yes. Yes. Recording this Tuesday of Halloween week. Yeah, I mean it's still what five six weeks away. Yeah, um, who knows? That's uh, I think Brooks. I think he just wants a little vacation. Um, <laughs> now, is Gary Woodland an automatic in? I, I don't think he is, right? No, no, he would he would require a pick. So um, if Brooks, so you'd be looking. Well, if, be, Brooks if, is, if Brooks is out, I don't know who is nine, but I think uh, it probably goes to nine. Uh, I don't think that's just another pick for Tiger. Uh, that would make sense to me. You know what I mean? Okay. If someone inside the top eight can't play, I would think nine goes. Okay. Um, who knows? That may be at the discretion of the captain. Either way, he's going to pick Woodland. Right. Um, well, those guys were pre- those guys were pretty chummy on yes. on Monday. Um, so not to mention you, that Gary and, Woodland is and you exceptionally good at golf. Yeah. And who wouldn't want Gary Woodland as a partner in that format? Right. Um, big question. Tiger Woods, if I'm him, what's the one thing on his resume that I know keeps him up at night? Man. His team play record. Yeah, I mean. Like in the Ryder Cup, he's not good. He's almost borderline bad. Uh, in the President's Cup, he's okay just because a couple of those years he won like 5-0. Right. Uh, I would love to see 2003 Tiger Woods. Remember that when they had the playoff with Ernie and they just kept uh, making birdies in the dark? Mm-hmm. And then Jack gracefully said they sh- that they would uh, share the cup. <laughs> That instead of retaining the cup, he's like, "All right, you know that was Gary." Was like, Jack had Gary for a second, and Gary was like, "Oh wait, wait, wait! You guys are retaining the cup." He's like, "We'll share the cup, Gary. Relax. It's the President's <laughs> Cup, not the Ryder Cup." <laughs> you got to remember, uh, man, this one doesn't matter as much. Yeah, that was that was a great uh, team spectacle. Uh, uh, Royal Melbourne is where where they're playing. Correct. Yeah, the the, uh, the fantastic golf course. Yeah, every time I've watched an Australian course. Masters or Australian Open, there, it's just like, <sighs> golf course looks so much fun. Yeah, yeah, and then that's the thing, man. It's like both courses because they have two eighteen hole courses there, which are both, I think, you know, uh, 
shit, I can't remember if it's the East or the West, is ranked as the best golf course in all of Australia. It's Alistair McKin. They're both Alistair McKenzie courses, but for the you know President's Cup, uh, just like they do for the Australian Masters, they'll be playing the composite course, which basically they're just cherry picking the best. Holes I did hear that. From did each hear one. That. Yeah. So they'll be doing the same thing for the President's Cup this year, where they're going to play what's called the composite course at Royal Melbourne, and. Uh, God, it is going to be so. We're getting close damn to that awesome, after this. Man. After the w, WGC, I think is when they start those Australian tournaments. I always look forward to those because it's, you know, I, I I'm not in bed at nine. You yes. know what I mean? Those things come on at nine ten, and it's like, oh, nice couple hours of golf before I hit the hay. Oh, dude, um, I, this this Presidents Cup especially. Um, I mean, dude, I, I've talked about it on, on this podcast before. It it it's become tougher for me to get really into and really invested in non major. You know uh, tournaments, especially this time of year. I mean, I still keep my eye, yeah. I keep my eye on everything. But this Presidents Cup, given the fact that these players are going to be playing this golf course, and they're going to be doing so at a time where we all get to watch at like prime time and then like late at night, yeah, it is going to make for such a fantastic viewing experience for the West Coast, you know, American golfer. Like I, I it's could great. not be more it. excited about a team play event. I, I'm as excited about this President's Cup as I think I've been for any of like the past two or three Ryder Cups. Maybe even more so, which seems crazy, but it's uh, it, it's going to be phenomenal. Even more so than Harding Park? <sighs> it is hard to beat Harding Park. Now, Grant, that was the last time that I saw Tiger Woods in person before Fire Hydrant Gate, and he, he, was, a, he was hitting the ball very well. Oh, very yeah. well at Harding Park. Yeah. Whew. God, that's going to be a great PGA. I can't wait for that. <laughs> I think I... You know, we are going to have to be down there covering it. it. It's our responsibility to all of our all of our listeners that we be we there. Do it. We'll just tell uh, Tyler and Sarah, hey, uh, we got the spare bedroom that week. Sorry, guys. Beautiful. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Um, all right. So we got that all covered. Anything else uh, that I did not bring up about Tigre that uh, you want to touch on before we, we move on to the next, uh, the next thing, my man? I really wish he was playing this week in China. I, w- I wonder with... He's got to be exhausted, but I mean... How cool will it be if he just goes back to back, and then people will be like, "Oh shit, okay, Tiger is Tiger is fucking back." Yeah, I mean, it it, it has to only be for health reasons, right? I mean, it's it, I can't imagine Tiger load passing, management, well, I mean, <laughs> load management. But I mean, think about just the, the guaranteed paycheck you get going to play a WGC event. I mean, this is typically oh. the start that Tiger always makes, but I think he's just uh, <laughs> the load management. <laughs> yeah, big time. Wow. Yeah, wild man. Uh, so, okay, so Tiger Woods. Went to Japan, you know, mostly to uh, appease his corporate friends. Um, you know who else is making money, Boat, besides Tiger Woods? Well, they may not be making any right now, but NCAA athletes. Oh, yeah. Saw that. I saw <laughs> NCAA that. athletes might be able to make I money. I just missed the window. I could have capitalized. God, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fantastic. Uh, man, do you think they w- they're just giving you like a free drink card at Riley's, you know, just for all? You know, for <laughs> the NCAA all- is, yeah. is against all alcohol and tobacco, but uh, it was funny. Like when they had a – was it – I remember the, the O'Bannon brothers from UCLA, like they started a settlement or a, 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 a class action a long time ago. And um, like, you know, when you watch the – you know, you're playing the NCAA football or NCAA basketball and – and it's, uh, yeah, I remember when Tyler was at Boise and I'm like, is that you? And he's like, yeah, dude, that's, that's how tall I am. My weight, my number. And I'm like, that's so anyways, like four years ago, the settlement finally got, um, taken care of and Tyler got, it wasn't a big check, but I think he got a check for like $77. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, awesome. I mean, some of these kids now, so I mean, yeah, it's uh, college sports are never going to be the same. No, uh, a lot of well, well, it's the thing is it, the it's, coaches were making so much money, yeah. Kyle. To where Dabo was just such Dabo's such new contract, an imbalance, like nine million a year for a football coach, college football such, coach, such an imbalance. The NCAA is making so much money. Um. They have, and, and granted, they have just an insane amount of tournaments and competitions and staff. Um, but I mean, yeah, you might get some kids that'll stay in college longer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Stay and get a four-year degree. 
you know, uh, I don't know if people like LeBron are going to consider going to college, uh, you know, leaving college, but selfishly, LeBron might have went to Ohio State, and that would have been really good for my Buckeyes. <laughs> uh, if he knew he could make, you know, and I'm sure they're going to cap how much they can make, but yeah, uh, my stance on the college golfers getting paid is asinine. Some of them, most of them are on some sort of a scholarship. Um, you know, we talked about it before. Not a lot of full, 100% scholarships, a lot of scholarships in the 40 to 60% range. Mm-hmm. Um, but literally, you're going on 10 to 15, four and five day vacations a year, staying in five star accommodations most of the time at the highest level. I mean, it's, no one's staying in Motel 6 anymore, Kyle. Um, if word got around, players wouldn't go there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, coaches on the cheap, they stay in shitty, shitty hotels and they eat fast food. Like, these guys are. It's a fucking four-year vacation, Kyle. It's, I mean, if you have kids, college golf, if you're looking to play a college sport, it's a pretty good deal. Because uh, let's be honest, uh, some of these mid-level kids, they're not going to make money. You know what I mean? Right. It's it's not going it, to, it, it's, so the, the literature on that rule, I'm sure, will continue to grow and adapt and improve. Uh, but yeah, it's, college sports is never going to be the same. No, and I, I mean it, it's very easy to see how this is going to change, you know, fo- men's football and men's basketball. Oh. Um, but I guess you know specifically if, if we're trying to tie it into golf, um, you know, typically college, you know, college no, golfers, you're not yeah. getting admissions. No, no. no. I mean, the, well, you're the, not going to you're not going to sell more golf shirts. You're not going to. It's. I don't know what they're like. You look at. Uh, Do you think it's just like a equipment deal? Like, is, like is that wolf? basically? Like Wolf probably stays, um, Victor probably stays, just because they're huge names, and they've had a ton of TV coverage. You know what I mean? Before they turn professional, mm-hmm. uh, exposure in the Walker Cup, stuff like that. Um, you know, it's Bryson DeChambeau would have made a ton of money. Uh, I, that, that guy was all over the TV. Um especially with the one length and all that, it would have been, he would have been a dream yeah. for manufacturers that would have happily paid him as a college golfer. Okay. So, so um, two, two questions for you Boat. Yeah. One, do you think that collegiate golfers being able to profit off their likeness, meaning that they can get endorsement deals with, um, you know, manufacturers or whoever they want. Do you think it will actually result in golf fans becoming more familiar with, with collegiate golfers because they'll actually be able to be branded hopefully different stuff that we'll see. And if it's, if it's, I mean, those guys, the, the top players, they're going to sign a huge endorsement contract right when they turn pro anyways. But if some of these other guys that don't have the resume, maybe started playing a little bit later, um, didn't get recruited that highly out of, out of, out of high school, but you know, end up on a good program and they get a little bit of money for it. So, when they do graduate, then they have the opportunity to, and I don't know, I, I don't know what kind of money we're talking about, but, but at least go try and try and try and play for a year. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. At least have enough money in their bank account to go to Q school, because like we talked about before, there are so many players out there that just don't have the means. Take it from a guy who turned pro in two thousand eight. Yeah. Uh. Those potential sponsors that were there are not we're not there. Um, so it's if if that that if anything, say a kid you know he's got fifteen or twenty go you know and go play the Golden State Tour in the summer. See if you can double your money. Hmm. Um, all those guys are just trying. All those guys that aren't you know the top ten amateur players in the world, they're just trying to have enough money in their bank account to go to Q school. That's all they just want a chance. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. And for a lot of these really good players coming out of college. Uh, if their parents aren't wealthy, then and, and they didn't come from a huge program with big boosters, there's a good chance they're they're not going to have an opportunity to turn pro. Which is this is the only sport where if you have the game but you can't afford to do it, then you don't do it. It's so crazy. There's no draft. Yes. You know what I mean? Like there's there's there's, there's no draft. Independent kids, contractors, my friend. There's kids that have been so good that could totally had the game to play at the next level. You couldn't afford it. Isn't that crazy? Oh, it's totally crazy. Man. Oh, yeah. I don't know. 
Yeah. So well, if that if that helps, then that's how it's going to affect college golfers being able to get endorsement deals. Do you see it helping more? Do you see really more than the top twenty five to fifty collegiate players really benefiting at all from this? No, because manufacturers are they're starting to pay less to their players. You know what I mean? Like they're 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 high ending. You know what I mean? They're paying through the roof for the top end guys, and they're playing the guys at the bottom less. You know what I mean? Right. They can't just keep paying more and more every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the golf business is, you know, if it starts to go back up, then that that'll maybe change. You know what I mean? Sure. Like in like in the mid two thousands, there's a lot of money being thrown around. Hmm. Now those club companies are a little bit more frugal with who they sponsor, how many they sponsor, and how much they pay them. Yeah, I mean, do do you see? Anybody other than club manufacturers stepping up and trying to sponsor collegiate golfers, or is that pretty much? I mean, it. They're trying to get their foot in the door by by sponsoring the college team. Uh, if you look at the apparel that those kids have at their disposal, it is. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's. It is. Uh, I mean, it's crazy that it has literally gotten to like an Oregon football type deal. I mean, those guys are, it's, um, and obviously they want loyalty from that, from that school. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, Hey, when your players turn pro, we better have a leg up and get an, endor- an endorsement deal with them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, someone it might help is someone, you know, apparel people like, uh, maybe, you know, uh, straight down or Travis Matthew, the smaller ones that can, uh, you know, g- give a, Hey, just by the off chance, here's a bunch of shirts. We can't pay you really anything, but here's here's 20 shirts for your summer schedule. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, here's here's okay. Here's here's a thousand dollars a month. You know what I mean? Um, honestly, if you were a college kid and like you know like a college golfer and like say someone like Link Soul that makes style, yeah. you know California company that makes stylish clothes or whatever, but it's not an ad. I promise. Yeah, and they did that. Say like, hey man. Let why don't we keep your closet completely stocked we just get you know send you new stuff every quarter you know you can have all these nice clothes when you're done with them you can give them to or sell them to your friends make some money and we'll cut you a check for a thousand bucks a month on top of that so you can eat some good food and go out for drinks with your friends dude think about if you had something like that i mean you're you're an actual college athlete so like me here's what here's what it's going to change you you see the <laughs> kind of the new trend is some of these uh, college kids uh, putting the uh, product in their hair and not wearing a hat? Uh, there's not going to be one. What's his face from Georgia Tech? There's not going to be one Ollie Schneider Jans playing college golf if this goes through. Well, but the every is- one of those kids is going to be wearing, and their coach is going to be like, "Hey, partner, uh, you're wearing the Nike hat." And guess what? The, uh, the 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 Oklahoma State logo is going on the back. We're going Nike on front. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, did you see that practice facility they just bought for you guys? Come on, let's let's get this together. Right? Um, yeah, man, it's going to be wild. Um, well, okay, moving on to something else, but sticking with collegiate golf, uh, yeah. just because a little cool little local thing that happened uh, the last couple of days. I, I know we we talked about it briefly before we started recording. Um, the infamous Cypress Point Club down in Monterey, uh, you know, a, a close neighbor of your former uh, your former employer Pebble Beach. Um, they opened its doors to the public today, not to play, but they opened their doors to collegiate golf. They had a small collegiate tournament at Cypress Point the past couple of days. Uh, it was hosted by Stanford and Alabama, Cal Berkeley, Duke, Georgia Tech, Illinois, uh, USC, UCLA participated along with Stanford um, for a two-day collegiate tournament where it was the first college tournament that was hosted at Cypress Point in a long time decades from what i understand and uh on top of that georgia tech ends up winning uh they have a junior by the name of noah norton mm-hmm. whose hometown is none other than chico california who won, yeah won a singles match uh to help georgia tech uh win the tournament overall he won five and four um and the public was allowed to go watch on Tuesday, Just, uh, you know we're we're not televised yet, Kyle. No, not yet. But I am tipping my bill to the membership at Cypress Point. Yeah, isn't that awesome? At, 
is fantastic. I hope it was all spearheaded by new member Jim Nance, who's you know who's on on the flip side of that. Sorry to interrupt. No, please. If you were on the fence, get in that term. You didn't get in. How bummed are you? Oh man! <laughs> how, like seriously, how bummed are you? Uh, like the, who's a big who's a big team? Like if you're like a Georgia or an Oklahoma or an Arizona State, you're like one of these big teams, and you didn't get in there, and you thought you had a good relationship with a Stanford coach. <laughs> There was some emails sent that were unpleasant. <laughs> so you think, I am positive about that. You think when Coach Conrad hey, opened up his inbox, he may have Coach found some... Conrad? <laughs> he might be driving a new car next week, Kyle. Yeah. Let's just I'm I'm just throwing that out there. I'm just I'm throwing that out there. Uh, I mean, he might be he might have bought a timeshare in a jet uh, because that has got to be the most coveted. I mean. That's yeah. I feel bad for those teams that didn't get the nod. How do how do you think they settled on so of these uh, all these teams? Duke doesn't surprise me all that much. I mean, I mean, all those all those teams are like top top fifteen teams. Like it's he did it on merit. Like you know what I mean. Like those there's not one team that doesn't deserve to be there because it's yeah. not like he wanted to. If he wanted to do that, he would have invited like Harvard and you know he just would have been like you know uh, you know premier teams. But uh, the, he he wanted the talent there. Yeah. Um, that's yeah no i'm i'm joking about the new car uh, not really though but no. uh, <laughs> that was uh yeah i had heard about that and i'm glad you reminded me that's that's super cool Isn't and that wild to allow the public to go out there and watch that's um uh, boy good on uh casey reamer and uh my buddy riley the assistant there and and the members that's um that's they, they just provided a once once in a lifetime experience for a lot of people, uh, players and and spectators. Absolutely, yeah, that's phenomenal, man. Um, shoot, all right, let's see. Uh, anything else uh, regarding the Cypress Point class before I move on, my friend? Just jealous. <laughs> just jealous. What? Do you, just all right. Jealous. So speaking of jealous, uh, one Gary McCord is jealous that he's not going to get to be back on CBS next year. He and Peter Costas. Kind of like uh, how blunt he was. <laughs> <laughs> bottom line they fired me uh bottom line they fired me was the quote that came out afterwards from gary mccord peter costas uh i'm surprised they fired costas but uh i don't know he could uh i don't know he still teaches quite a bit and he's got a good stall so i agree he, he's he's not worried about money no. um i i would imagine he gets he brought a lot more to the table than McCord. McCord just loved the sound of his own voice and his little wiry quips. I mean, it's been a while since anyone valued his opinion. Um, the guy wasn't even that good on tour. So, um, as a guy that was supposed to be an analyst, um, you know, at least Peter Costas breaks down the golf swing and can talk about it from a you know a, a teaching standpoint. McCord was just out there worried about his mustache and uh, yeah, yeah. As, uh, a, I'm not as, as a fellow mustachioed man, like I, I kind of appreciated, you know, McCord just, yeah, try, I mean, just trying to keep yeah. that mustache tight. I mean, that, not, was, knock, not knocking the mustache, but his priorities <laughs> were a little out of whack. You know, he didn't really, he wasn't bringing statistics. He wasn't doing homework. You know what I mean? It's, it's kind of funny because, like, it was one of those things where I, I guess I never watched McCord or, you know, watched while McCord was talking and was like, oh, man, like, this guy's, you know, this guy's so great. He's fantastic. But I don't know if I ever actually listened to McCord either and was like, oh, this guy's terrible. I, you know, which I guess is, is that good that you don't That's, notice? I mean, that you, you I know. think Brandel Shambi still has a job at the Golf Channel because people listen to the stupid shit he says. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, fuck, man. I, what, right now, what is your stance on Brandel? On a scale from 1 to 10, how much do you respect Brandel Chambly? Oh, not a lot, but I mean, people are still going <laughs> to... People are still going to tune in. You know what I mean? Uh, that's, that's half the battle. I, I don't. I mean, he's got opinions, man. He's 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 certainly opinionated. He has uh, got opinions. Uh, boy, the guy really pretends like he's the most, just the the best, uh, most well-read analyst on TV. Uh-huh. Um, he knows everything about everything, Kyle. I don't know if you knew that, but he knows everything about everything. The last time I watched the Golf Channel, many many months ago, I was under the impression that Brando Chambly may be the brightest golfing mind on planet Earth in Ever. 2019. Uh, I, yeah, he's you know, um, one person who I don't think is as quite as opinionated, but now has a job, is uh, one Davis Love the uh, Third, who seemingly is going to be taking the place of Gary McCord and Peter Costas and the uh, on the CBS Golf Broadcasting Team. Um, what are you? I don't know. You got any thoughts on the DL three hire? Uh, like we talked about, um, 
Scared of the senior tour? <laughs> uh, scared of possibly. I mean, I don't understand. Uh, I mean, granted, the guy's been he's been on the move for thirty years. You know what I mean? Um, but go go sit at home. Go to Sea Island. Spend some time with your wife. Uh, help your kid with his game. Um, don't go back out on the road and like where where the competitor to go, Davis. Like his stance wasn't I'm not going to play the senior tour. This is recent, and maybe there's an injury we don't know about, or he's developed the yips. Um, but as a guy that still competes on the regular tour, for him to not want to go see if he can rack up a bunch of senior majors and prolong his career and those senior tournaments there, there's no cut there. Most of them are three rounds, unless it's a major they're playing awesome golf courses. They're all at awesome country clubs or awesome resorts where they're staying on property. It's uh, Hey honey, this is retirement. Let's go vacation. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not going to be grinding. I'll talk to you after the round. I'm not going to be mad if I shoot 75. Um, it's, it's weird. You know what I mean? Because he still wants to be around the game. If he's taking the uh, analyst job, you right. know what I mean? The, if he's taking McCord's job, um, it's a, it's a weird take for me. I, I, it doesn't, it doesn't add up. I feel like we're missing a piece. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. I mean, what do you think about his actual broadcasting chops? I mean, do, do you know anything about him? Uh, he's been decent when he's been in front of the camera mm-hmm. being interviewed. Um, I don't know. Who knew David Duvall was going to be that charismatic on the Golf Channel? You know what I mean? Based on his interviews where he was super short and to the point and seemed closed off. Um, I don't think he's going to be like on camera though. He's going to be like walking. I imagine he'll be walking. He'll be walking with groups like McCord was. Mm. I I don't know. I I don't know. Um, because I mean it's not like they're going to fire Faldo or or Jim Nance. You no, know what I mean? no, they're lead no. lead CBS guys. To be fair, nor should they. I mean, I I know a lot of people were bagging on. Uh, if him. he was going to do it, I thought he would go to Fox. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like I thought he would go to Fox or NBC. Um. Because the, yeah, it just doesn't, uh, you know, Fox needs some stability, you know, like, okay, here's Brad Faxon, but here's DL3. Like DL3 won 20 times on tour. Mm-hmm. Brad Faxon did not. Um, a Zinger's uh, pretty good on Fox. Zinger's good. Zinger's good, but Zinger's no DL3. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Uh, I mean, Zinger is certainly opinionated. But I, I don't. I don't think he's going to be uh, TV. I don't think he's going to be you know in the booth. So that would have been a good addition for Fox. You know, a guy on the course. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's weird. Yeah, I feel like we're missing something. But uh, you know, we'll, we'll give him a chance. Who knows? Maybe he'll thrive and be really good at it to the point where okay, yeah, that's. I mean, the guy just got a more lucrative career coming than uh, playing the senior tour, which is hard to believe. Yeah, yeah, I certainly hope so, man. Um, so yeah, you know, in short, Gary McCord, Peter Costas out. Davis Love a third in. Uh should be an interesting uh year for, for golf broadcast in twenty twenty. It'd be, it'd be interesting to see something new. Um I think they I think CBS might have thought it was gonna be a like, oh my gosh, DL three leaving competitive golf to come see I don't I, I think that's what they're hoping for, and I don't think that was the reaction. Mm, I, I don't think this is gonna have the juice that they were hoping for if that I, uh, I if think that... <laughs> uh, you know, I think we're on the same page there. Like they were really hoping, oh to, you know, former Ryder Cup captain, this, that, uh there's a, a couple other people that, you know, could have been a lot bigger. Boom. You know, um, like if they, some, you know, just, just as smooth talking as Freddie is and as charismatic as he is and as good as mm-hmm. he is behind the camera or in front of the camera, I should say that would have been like a, Oh, oh shit. Been incredible. That would have been like, oh. that would have been the get that, that would have had sufficient. Like he's juice. so articulate and he's so good. Uh, that would have been no offense to DL three, but that would have been twice Ooh, the higher man. Fred that would be so good. Um, all right, moving off broadcasting here real quick. Uh, before we jump into one of the last golf, uh, the golf things I want to touch with you this week. Um, I do want to take a quick moment to just, uh, wish everybody well and hope that 
all of those uh, those folks, you know, both we probably should have led with that, but we're saying yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we're we're doing it now. All the folks in northern and southern California that have been dealing with the fires these uh, these past week plus, uh, we hope you guys are doing well. Um, I hope everybody listening to this podcast has been safe. Uh, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm sure, you know, unfortunately people listening to this podcast were, uh, uh, evacuated out of their homes. I know we both know uh, uh, way too many people that had to, uh, had to leave their homes this past week. Um, so yeah. just wishing everybody well boat. I mean, I mean, we talked a little bit about the, uh, before we started recording, I mean, how was a golf? I mean, how, how do you think golf courses around the area are being affected, you know, both at Benna Valley, but then how do you think it's affecting some of the other courses out there in the areas? Yeah. Uh, Windsor, I think their power was probably off cause they got evacuated. Yeah, um, absolutely. We unfortunately were only able to play, uh, able to play one round of the Santa Rosa city. Uh, it was just, it was a safety issue Sunday mm-hmm. with the wind and debris. Um, haven't lost power at all. Uh, we are open and busy. Uh, like I was telling you before we, we came on air, uh, air quotes air. Um, got a lot of angry evacuees coming out to the golf course and I'm, I feel like I'm just trying to give them a hug. Uh, I still got to charge them. You know what I mean? I still got to swipe that plastic. Uh, yes. Uh, no longer raise numbers are necessary though. We, no, 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 no. We've got power. Okay. Um, yeah, we, we don't go chip yet either. We still swipe. It just feels better. <laughs> it's quicker too. It's, it's quicker. quicker. It is. It is. You know, you just you're just waiting like twelve seconds at Togo's for the remove card, and it's just like just swipe the thing, dude. It just it does seem um, a lot more simple. I digress. Yeah, so we're uh, yeah we're busy, but uh, consoling a lot of people. Um, a lot of people going ahead to get away from the wife. You know, we're either cooped up in a trailer or <laughs> staying with a brother in law, and uh, I had to get away. Uh, it was a, she was telling me to get away, and I wanted to get away, so here I am. <laughs> Take my money. Um, <laughs> Uh, Please give me yeah. four hours of peace. Thank you. Monday, we didn't open until 11. Maintenance had to go out and absolutely grind uh, and at least get the front end a little bit cleared up uh, with all the debris, small branches, limbs. Okay, um, yeah. Because when you say debris, it's basically that the, oh, the, the just, golf course just, is a mess. Uh, two weeks of leaves and branches within one day. Okay. Is wow. what I would equate it to. I was out there locking up the bathrooms last night, and <laughs> uh, the guys who got their um, – They've got a big task in front of them the rest of the week. That's a lot. They're not going to be able to tackle it this week. Yeah. Um, it's just a ton. It's wild. I mean, it, with with all the debris on the ground, is the golf course even playable? Oh, yeah. 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 Totally playable. Okay. Um, it's firm and fast. <laughs> firm and fast, of course. Uh, maintenance doesn't have power, so not able to water. Huh. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Do you think it's a case for a lot of golf courses across yeah. like the North Bay area and then yeah, like we saw, you know, the, the Shiloh Ridge is where you know my home is, um, Northeast Santa Rosa, and uh, Dale, the superintendent, he posted that uh, one of the first responders let him in, which is not supposed oh, wow. to, and yeah. uh, he got some watering done today, um, spot watering and hand watering, and uh, course is fine. They lost, I think they lost three homes we talked about in that mm-hmm. uh, the Shiloh development. But uh, if we get through tonight, uh, supposedly, then there's we're heading the right direction. Mm-hmm. Golf courses, I can't think of any other. Uh, oh, obviously, they, it was weird this time. You, you know, usually West County safe, but they evacuated West County. So I think. Your dad would know. I, I think, That's what I got a little scared. I was like, I think, they're I think people the, Bodega, I think Bodega and Northwood were probably closed. Yes, still they closed. were. In fact, when I called Northwood today to just see if they were open and see how things were doing, nobody was answering the phone this morning. So I think I know it was closed yesterday, and uh, it seems like Northwood was also closed today. This is Tuesday. Yeah. Um, and so and we're, hoping, we're hoping they get that cleared up because we've got our, uh, our own version of the Lazy Bear uh, out in uh, – the river this weekend. Oh. Uh, we're going to play Northwood uh, Saturday morning and then uh, have a few uh, adult beverages and probably uh, make some wagers on some college football. Really? Got a uh, solid group of uh, five or six coming from the uh, city. Tyler and a couple of his uh, Olympic, Club, uh, Olympic Club cronies uh, like to gamble a lot. So we're going to take some of their... Uh, Take some of their happy hour money on Saturday morning. That is fascinating uh, because if that is the case, uh, assuming that the golf course is open, that the air quality out there is uh, 
Oh, as soon as it's half, as soon as it's halfway open, I guarantee you every golf course is opening. I am planning on being at Northwood late Saturday morning to also play some golf with a good buddy of mine who's a superintendent down in uh, in Monterey. So we we might have to talk a little bit after we finish recording, my friend. If you don't see me on the course, uh, I can guarantee I will be in that restaurant. No, dude, that that restaurant. Okay, that restaurant is all time. That is all time, dude. Thank you so much. I mean, I'm sure I've actually talked about on this podcast before. For as good as Northwood is, and I maintain that it's my personal just favorite golf course to play in Sonoma County, and that's including everything. My comma, Sonoma. I'm not saying it's the best. It's just the one I enjoy playing the most. Yeah. That restaurant and that bar equalizes the golf course's greatness. Oh, the low chairs, the old bar. Oh, it's the best, and man. And then the ton of tables, just a couple TVs, but bartenders are super nice. Oh, it's the best. Uh, legendary heavy elbows. Oh. Uh, it's not a single bar, Kyle. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> You get some you get some beautiful people in there. It's uh it's it's the, the food is great. Their yeah. breakfast is so their breakfast, I mean I got it up there with Hanks and some other places in town. I mean it's it's great breakfast. And their portions are not small. No. It's you don't walk away hungry. Portion you know, portions are, are large, pores are strong, and you know, the golf is good. I I, I don't really know what they could do better. It, it's perfect out there. Yeah. God damn it. All so, right. Yeah, well, we'll hopefully, hopefully I'll see you on Saturday. That is fantastic. Um, okay. Um, anything else uh, fire-related that uh, you want to touch on, man, before I ask you about uh, the Ryder Cup ticket allocation process? Just uh, we, we got to thank the first responders. Um, as I understand that Absolutely. everyone was so cooperative in vacating uh, when they, uh, getting out when they needed to that they were only worried about structures and not getting people out of the houses which was the big story. And uh, on the news, we saw it uh, huge. It looked like, uh, I don't know, what type of trees are those uh, that uh, guard rooster runs last hole on the par five? Oh, um, they're not huge. They're the tall, tall, flimsy ones. And they, it's almost looked like, uh, I, I don't know, but uh, I'm, I'm one of the world's dumbest humans. So I'm, I'm a couple, terrible person. A couple of those on fire, like right next to the side of the house. And literally saw just like three trucks show up, and they, they had that thing down in like two minutes. Wow! So they're they're just saving homes left and right uh, in Hillsburg and Windsor, and working tirelessly. The operations center uh, headquarters is at the fairgrounds. Mm-hmm. So the, you know there were a few people that were upset that they they couldn't get in to the jockey club on Saturday. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just it. Everyone here is from Marin and Santa Fe. We saw it. All it's just um, it's really great how uh, communities come and it's those guys are uh, they're saving saving some houses this time and it's I don't want to say practice make per- makes perfect but these guys have it literally down to an art and a science now so they really appreciate everything they've done. Hundred percent, man, could not agree more. And it really, for how large this fire is in terms of, I mean, yeah. what, was, what was the last number you saw? Sixty something thousand acres. Oh, uh, um, no, I think it's up to uh, over 75 now. So 75,000 acres. And the fact that, you know, the amount of structures and residences uh, that have been affected is as low as it is. Fingers uh, crossed. Extremely you know, fortunate. Yeah, man. It's just it's, it's crazy how good these guys are, what they do. So but many, many thanks to them. Um, I, You know, firefighters and first responders, uh, police, you know, police, sheriffs, they all appear to be much, much better at their job um than the people that run the ticketing website for the 2020 Ryder cup um it, i heard a little blip but i didn't click what are we talking about <laughs> so the, last week i mean again this is a this is a little bit old news now but i did want to ask you about it basically they uh i guess it's not the pga uh who who would be the host i guess of the Ryder cup the us america PGA, okay it is the pga of america okay yep uh, the PGA CEO, you know, has made comments since, but basically, they, they they had a raffle of sorts um, to purchase tickets to the 2020 Ryder Cup. People yeah, I had got an email in, in Minnesota and Wisconsin that that posted about it online, going, "Hey, yes. I won the I won the lottery." Yes. Well, guys were getting emails saying they won the lottery, they won the chance to buy tickets, uh, and so what happened is all the people that got this email then logged into the ticketing website. And all of a sudden, they had to basically sit around in a digital line or a digital queue. <laughs> they did, basically, they only won the right to wait in line uh, online. In you know, line online. Not actually win tickets. 
And the majority of people that got in there did not get tickets to the Ryder Cup, and it seems like 99% of them uh, decided to go on to the old social medias and really, really lay into the PGA of America and really voice their displeasure boat. I mean, it was it was a salty, salty affair. Um, it, it's just, but also at the same time, I don't know. For me, it, it, it's I don't know. I think it's kind of hilarious. Uh, so they have no way of knowing uh, what the numbers are in terms of this day and age and technology, and they can't get tickets right. Uh, yeah. You know how long people have been getting tickets right? It it seems like something that they should have uh, you know should have been able to do by now. The PGA of America CEO Seth Waugh, uh, in a article with Golf Week, said, "Quote." We're thrilled, obviously, with the reaction of it being sold out to the point where we got overwhelmed with tickets. It's uh, never not going to be sold. Out. Yeah, I think. What the hell is it ever not going to be sold? I think the reality of anything is mistakes are going to happen and problems are going to come up. Uh, how you deal with them is what defines you. And then uh, they somebody else said that is the single most useless quote that we've ever received in our entire life. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah, where, where are my tickets oh it's incredible yeah it, it just twitter uh you know which i don't go on that often but for whatever reason i, I, I oh, uh, twitter.com uh twitter.com uh again i i am not a blogging aficionado so I, i'm not okay. as uh, well versed in the ways of the sh- social medias as as my good co-host here but uh Your website when, when i go on the line i visit it yeah i mean the interwebs was uh, a blaze uh, yeah, that that, that particular day or two, a lot of people very upset that they thought they won the lotto to get tickets, only to find people out that they got to have like two hours of their time wasted and they didn't get tickets. That's all right. That is a bummer. Um, real quick before I go, uh, before we before we wrap this thing up, boat. Uh, first of all, I need your thoughts on Ohio State Buckeye turned NFL instant legend Nick Bosa and his performance this past weekend against the Carolina Panthers. Uh, great sense of humor, really hard worker. Mm-hmm. Um, just, uh, just, uh, really happy for the guy, really happy for the guy, really happy for the Niners, the fans. Uh, yeah, no, he's, uh, he's really good just he's, to put it. So he's really good at football. He is very good. Do you think his alma mater, uh, Ohio state is justified in their position in the polls? Do you think there is any chance if they drop a game, does it uh, again? I test. I mean, I, I, I hope they get to play in undefeated Alabama or LSU because uh, that defense. <laughs> um, yeah, no, they, they should. Uh, in my my opinion, they're uh, somehow they. It's. I I think they're really good this year. <laughs> Do you think they are the best team in college football? I do, yeah. Okay, so you 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 feel pretty confident that if they get through this thing undefeated, they actually have a great, a better than fifty percent chance to beat anybody they play in. So early, um, things happen, mocks, but uh, uh, barring injuries from their key players, everyone stays healthy, and um, they virtually keep playing mistake-free football. Then I don't see anyone staying within two touchdowns of them. Interesting. Okay, I like it. Uh, I move on to hoops. What has the first three games of the Golden State Warriors season taught you? It's fine. Uh, okay, good. We've, we've, we're so spoiled. I mean, we've we got to take our lumps. We're taking our lumps right now with the Giants. Uh, we took our lumps uh, for a couple of years with uh, the Niners. Mm-hmm. Um, the Sharks have been good. Um, you know, we got it. We, we can't win championships. Oh. Every year, as sports fans go in the Bay Area, we are the Niners stretch, yes, the Giants stretch, the Warriors stretch. Uh, if we're just being completely realistic, we got to be able to wear a couple of these years on the chin. Oh, absolutely. That being said, I think they're 100% going to get Antenna Kupo next year, and Clay's going (laughs) to come back stronger than ever, and uh, they're going to look like the Clippers this year. The Clippers are so loaded. It is scary. They are. I can't believe they're st- like that team that beat the shit out of the Warriors at the Chase Center premiere last week is going to also get Paul George. That that Le- is that's LeBron, pretty awesome. Le- LeBron has the yips. Yeah, the Clippers are doing what they're doing with well, without Paul George, which is crazy. Dude, LeBron can't see. Man, he's got an eight-inch fucking headband on. LeBron has the yips. Um, 
it's uh i thought it was funny tonight anthony davis like ended up probably going like 24 or 25 or t- 21 of 22 from the line mm-hmm. and there was a tech and they uh, and uh frank francis vogel uh the coach mm-hmm. sent lebron to the line lebron is shooting the technical free throws instead of anthony davis yes which is uh the the epitome of uh that's just it's uh hilarious and now lebron so he's and he knows he's got the yips right (laughs) so he is mixing up his technique now at the free throw line he's got like this he brings it up and then he like pauses for a second and then he continues his shooting motion it's like that goes against everything i've ever heard about shooting a basketball it's like you want it to be fluid and now he's like pausing and i'm just going huh and on the technical technical free throw for illegal defense, he like barely got front rim. And I'm just going, this guy's got the yips. So he is absolutely deferring to Anthony Davis. Loved hearing the MVP chance for Anthony Davis with LeBron on the bench, um, messing with his mouthpiece, maybe drinking some wine. Loved hearing <laughs> those chants. Um, he's such a fraud. I love it. I love how big a, 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 of a fraud LeBron is. That's so good. Um, but yeah, he's he's got the yips. AD is uh, if they have any chance of uh, going deep in the playoffs, AD is going to have to average like forty and twenty. Yeah, which crazy enough, he could get close to. That guy is really good. Oh, he's super good. He's a free agent, as I was re- reminded by Robbie Bros uh, <laughs> at, at the end of the year. Um, so how yeah. much does he like playing? You know, with and I was talking about it. I was talking about it. You know, Zach. And Mike Simonek and Robbie were on this were on this thread, and LeBron can do nothing wrong in their eyes. And I think that's just because of the generational thing. Like I'm only a, you know four or five years older than these guys, but for me it's like, you guys are drinking the Kool Aid. Like, do you guys not remember how good Kobe was, and how big of an absolute just step on your throat assassin the guy was. Like he never, he never not wanted the ball. Like you can't say LeBron's the greatest ever when he's passing the ball to Kyrie at the end of the game to let Kyrie hit the shot. Kobe and Michael, those guys weren't giving up the rock. No. LeBron, I'm sorry. You're not the GOAT. You're not even close. You're not even close. I love it. (laughs) I absolutely love it. Uh, You know what? That is a, a perfect way to put a bow on this one. How to do it? I mean, we're just gonna. I got I got to do a LeBron's LaFraud segment every. I just got to do. It. I, I I am absolutely okay with a LaFraud segment at the end of each and every one of these podcasts. You I, know what we. You know what we need to do. And we haven't even done yet. Which is? I think there's a tournament in China starting here in a day. You know what? Thank you for reminding me. I at this time of year, I just get so blanked out. The WGC in is it Shanghai? Yeah, I think so, yeah. WGC Shanghai. In fact, I think let's call it the proper name. The WGC HSBC Champions uh, at Shenzhen Golf Club, uh, which starts... DJ isn't even playing. What's up? DJ isn't even playing. That's so crazy. What? what, I looked at starting time, I'm like, that's that guy's honey hole. What's he doing? What's really weird is like, I'm looking at the... He's going on to win there and then have great years. What's he not doing there? I don't get it. Tea times to me are a little confusing. Like the, the field is a little. It's a Patrick Reed. Oh, it's uh, small. Ben on. Uh, Ball field. Cam Smith, uh, Spieth, Matsuyama, Paul Casey, Adam Scott, Stenson, Fleetwood, Ustazen, Molinari, your boy Poulter. Oh. You know, I mean, it's it's. Well, it's in the field too. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I mean, you know who's you. Know- you know who's not on the uh, not in the field <laughs> is uh, our buddy Torgorn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. okay. So wait, wait, remind me one more his time. His team is, is still his his team is still doing a really good job. Are they doing still doing? I have not Austin heard not been AP. News. I haven't heard anything. Incredible. These guys need to get a raise. I haven't Ab- heard. Oh. Absolutely incredible. The work that like doing a, right now. a picture of his face needs to be on their business cards. Like, yeah, <laughs> we made that disappear. <laughs> We shoved that under the rug uh, towards the end of the uh, Me Too movement. Yeah, God, that is fantastic. Oh, um, okay. all right. So I, I did a little homework. Please. 
I have three favorites for you this week. Oh. All right. Let's, yeah. Three favorites. Hit me. Defending champion, Xander. Tony Finau. Uh huh. He's going to win a big tournament sooner or later. Hideki was in good form. Long shots. I like Sung JM, who is like uh, Iron Man, plays every week, and it seems like he finishes in the top 10 every week. Um, our guy from Chico, Kurt Kidiyama. Mm-hmm. Just saw his brother uh, last week. His brother was in town. Uh, he was off his off his bag. Needed a little little vacation when his brother finished third and fourth in the Italian Open and uh, uh, French Open. But uh, you bet your ass he's getting on that plane to China for that uh, huge guaranteed check. Uh, yes. Um, and then uh, Adam had one. I just I like feel that. like he makes a big step up this year. Uh, he's got so he's much kinda, game, man. He's got a ton of game, and he's consistent. Um, so I, decent money on him. I, I and he seems like an all around good guy. Um, yeah. So, 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 uh, a, uh, <laughs> yeah. The the Canadian had one. I I hope he plays well this week. I think he will. Uh, yeah. And on top of that, the same thing I was saying about Royal Melbourne uh, earlier in the podcast. Applies prime to time well. golf, primetime golf man. I mean, starting on and Thursday, it, you know, when, after, Wednesday, Wednesday night. <laughs> that's right, Wednesday, Wednesday night. Thank night. you, thank you. So after Game Seven of the World Series tomorrow, you can begin watching. Uh, I mean, dude, for the first two rounds, um, man, that that for that you know that that group that goes off at the end that tees off at seven fifty p.m. Pacific time on nice Wednesday. Little Wednesday, dude. Xander, Rory, J Rose. Powerful one, one group at 750. Be that, excited, excited to see what kind of form Rose is in. Yeah, man. I mean, other than the first like, three does rounds, does he stay at the top of the? At the does he stay at the top of the peak as a guy that you mention in every big tournament? Uh huh. Or has he gotten to that age where he's like, okay, I've, I've literally got like 110 mil in the bank through sponsorship and, and tour earnings. Like, maybe spend a little bit more time with the family. It's totally give possible. the give the body a rest. Don't let my entire body break down like everyone my age is. You know is, what I mean? Is Justin Rose... Let's try and avoid a little injury. Is he older than Tiger? No, 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 no. Remember, he was 16 in the 1998 Open where he finished. I forget what he finished. Okay. When he was, when he was an amateur. So, so, so I got Justin Rose is like 37 or 38. So he's like five years younger than Tiger. Yes. Five or, five or six years younger. Okay, so he's yes. late 30s. Yes. Okay, I mean, yeah, I mean, the thing is, even for him, somebody that we talk about being, in, you know, in the mix at every big tournament, I mean, I guess golf's turned into such a young man's game that a guy in his late 30s, I guess, is kind of surprising him, and I'm always still kind of surprised how old Henrik is, too, because Henrik is kind of close to Tiger's age, is he not? Henrik's, uh, Henrik's been out there a long time, and he's got a little more, he's a little more top-heavy, so that's a, a little bit more weight on those knees mm -hmm. every day. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. You look at these older guys; they're trying to lean out. Yeah, they're not. They're not worried about overpowering a golf course anymore. They're uh, trying to go lean and flexible, and as less weight on those knees and hips as possible. Makes tons of sense. I noticed that uh, uh, you didn't have one Philip Mickelson on your uh, guys. You were looking at. I I imagine. Is oh, he, he's is no. he is he more on the no chance list? I. Oh yeah, he's definitely on the no chance list. <laughs> Zero indicator to to let me know that Phil has any sort of chance can winning I, this week. Can I throw a couple names out there and you can let me know whether or not they are on the no chance list? Absolutely. Okay. All right. I just I just want to play this game quick game with you real quick. I I just need to know. So you know, obviously, I just gave you uh, Phil no chance. Yeah. No chance. Uh, what about 2016 Masters champion Danny Willett? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say there is no fucking chance. <laughs> uh, 2018 Open Champion Francesco Molinari. Always a chance. Always a chance. I do like that. Uh, what about a young American uh, who was showing signs of being able to play competent professional golf on Saturday and Sunday, uh, but has still failed to really do anything of wild significance in the past few months? Uh, a man by the name of Jordan Spieth. No chance. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, phenomenal. Uh, that's it. And then last one. 
Um, do you believe in Ches Revy? Yeah. Yeah, you do. I know. I, I know. See, I, I was. Ches is my guy. I know Ches is your guy. I can't backtrack on Ches, dude. I, I I thought I had a name that I wanted to throw out there first. Oh, <sighs> you know what? I, I lost the name that I wanted to ask you, and then I pivoted to Ches because I knew you liked him. But can I can I ask you one more? Yep. Sergio Garcia. No fucking chance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's oh Sergio. Oh, it's so good. Serge. I mean, the field is a little is a little strange, but because there's no DJ and there's no Brooks, but uh, oh, overall there's a lot of there's a lot of big names in that tournament. Oh, this it's weekend. deep. Yeah, there's a lot of top fifty guys, and then there's a lot of guys outside the top fifty. Guys, like, uh, guys want whoa. guaranteed paychecks, boat. They love right. those guaranteed paychecks. Yeah, yeah, sign me up. Yeah, <laughs> oh, phenomenal. Oh, well, shit, man. Uh, anything else for the WGC or anything else uh, this week before we say uh, goodbye to our our faithful listeners? No, man. Let's. Uh... Let's have a good week. Let's, uh, let's, let's keep it. these keep these winds down. Keep the people safe, and uh, hopefully see you Saturday at Northwood with uh, just a just a, a really large cocktail in my hand and uh, and a really large uh, smile on the on the face. Exactly. I plan on doing the exact same thing. So I think that's, yeah. that's fantastic. I, I will see you then, my friend. Okay, buddy. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to leave us a review or a rating on iTunes. Me and Boat very much appreciate it. Uh, and until next week, adios, everybody. Thanks, guys. 